Right on. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Hanging out with you guys at the East Valley Institute of Technology. An honor to do the show here with you guys. Spending it every Wednesday. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Your automotive lifestyle show right here from one of the premier, premier automotive high schools in the country. The East Valley Institute of Technology. Bree, as we do, let's roll the trumpets, baby. Yeah. A little to the Budos band. You guys can catch them on your favorite player. Uh, we just love the deep brass and baritones to set the pace. Of course, always honored to spend it with you, Mr. Greg Ovis, thegsup.com. Welcome, baby. Yep, glad to be here. Another great Wednesday. Yeah, we do miss Susie a lot. In fact, I've had a few of you guys reach out. Susie is still alive and kicking. Susie Sockets had went on vacation. Uh, she, I think she's listening. A well-needed one, I'm sure. She went on vacation. She didn't bring any wrenches or sockets. Good for her. She became a grandmother with her cool hubby, Mark, and they went to Ohio for a week last wow. week. We mentioned that. And then, I, you guys know we mention this all the time, we run an active garage, and so it's been really busy, and I've actually got a few tips for you guys regarding part delays. The supply chain issue is Real, no doubt. I remind you to get on a wrenchnation.tv. Spike Fierston, show number 229. Spike just announced he's a Porsche aficionado, of course, a talented writer, Seinfeld Leno. He's got a series coming out on Netflix that's coming up. Uh, there's another show that I think you guys will really enjoy. We do. Magnus Walker, show 231. What a free spirit of expression and style. And while you're at it, catch his TEDx talk on YouTube. You just type in Magnus Walker. He is the most down-to-earth cat. You were just out last week at the Peterson. Yeah. Magnus was signing some autographs out there with Fireball. Yeah, he did autographs with Hot Wheels, magazines, coloring books, and he did not break the line. He signed everyone's items and met yeah. with everyone, met with the kids. Great guy. Honestly. If you ever wonder, uh, switching gears here, we've also had uh, Will Lockwood, who's yep. out of uh, Ken Diggett, Bitchin' Rides yep. on TV. Some of you have seen the show. Uh, that show, 234. So my point is, there's a ton of shows online, the website. Uh, you can also catch your favorite player. Sunday, I know you guys dip in and out. I do have the podcast up, usually Sunday, Monday, and then, of course, on the website. So... What is shaking in the big world, Greg? Before we get into your news, we're going to discuss our very special guest from oh, yeah. Georgia. Sean. Sean Mathis. Can't, can't wait to chat with him. Can we get, can we get, let's, let's sizzle out what we got. All right, I'll, 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 paint, I'll paint a picture for you guys. Many of us, in fact, most of us in life, we start small. Very few of us start out fat and big and right. full of pockets and we start modest. Start at the bottom. Isn't that right? And and then some of us, as crazy as we are, we enjoy the crazy. We love. What's the song? Started at the bottom. Now I'm here. <laughs> right? Every day's a new day. We start at the bottom, including this wonderful automotive industry. No matter what you do, a lot of you technicians getting started, it can it, it's tough. But how about starting your own automotive museum with one? car greg one car unbelievable on the growth that he's uh he's he's experienced like i can't wait to hear his story i do know some of it all offline but man i i can't wait to dig in with him today 
How do you start? Most of you know, well-respected Mel Martin. Yep. Martin Auto Museum here in Phoenix. And many museums across the country. Most people retired. They did well. They've got a fleet of 200 classics. What do they do? I'm not going to hide these cars. Let's open a museum. Yeah, let's show them. Show them. Let's pass that on, that tradition. But Sean Mathis, Miles Through Time Museum, uh, started with one car. And that one car, people, ain't just just, just one car. No, there's a story behind There's that a story. Car. We always say there's a story behind the car. Yep. But Sean has got the big daddy story behind what is, people, the 59 Caddy. Yep. Sweeping tail fins. It's got a story. So we're honored to have Sean Mathis, Miles Through Time Museum. While you're listening, get online, show some love, all things Miles Through Time Museum, Sean Mathis. We ask you, hey, social media family, when you're on Ranch Nation, it doesn't stop. Head on over to our guests, give some love, Miles Through Time, and we're going to talk to Sean Mathis here shortly. I want to bring up a story uh, that started this past week. A lot of you are frustrated. A, you're trying to buy, you're doing well. I mean, let's face it, a lot of you are doing well right now. You're trying to buy a new vehicle. Well, it's not happening because the supply chain issue is a real factor. Not only in the aftermarket where we fix cars, buying parts from the dealerships in the aftermarket world. There are 40 ships outside of Long Beach right now. Yeah, dealerships on the way home or on the freeway, empty. They used to have hundreds of cars out front. Now they're down to dozens. At the most. GM announced this past Monday because of the semiconductor. So we're getting double whammied. We're getting right? left cheek, right cheek. It's like Mike Tyson of automotive. Bam! Boom! Well, Mike Tyson would have uppercut. Yep. Right? And he would have came left, in. And then the right. And then you just didn't know. You're like, oh, snap. Did this round just start? <laughs> General Motors will idle nearly all of its assembly plants. Wow. Because of the semiconductor chip issue. We told you last year. You guys laughed at me. I said, you gamers... You hogged up all our chips. During COVID, what did we do? We bought a lot of gaming systems. Now, I'm not saying that's the only. Right. I think what happens is, Greg, we turned this economy on overnight. It's terrible. Now we're we're struggling to find cars. GM said it's Arlington Assembly in Texas where it makes its highly profitable full-size SUVs. We'll hopefully start production next week, but they're idling. What are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's... like, you feel bad, and I'm sure the, the team, the union team, they're going to all be taken care of, I hope, right? You it's not like so, yeah. you would think so, but that's the time. And, and, you know, that leads me to the part issue. I always share what's going on in the garage. I've got a Mazda where we, we're doing four fuel injectors. We diagnosed a drivability issue, needs four, four fuel injectors. Two came two weeks ago. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. So, Doesn't do initially... Initially, we, we we were told two to three days. All right. Now, we take care of our client. We put them in a rental. I will cover rental. I'm like, okay, two, three days. I got you. Guy's spending money with us. We get a deal. We beat up Hertz. We get a good rate. We get a call. It's the end of month for two injectors. So there's a bit of a bottleneck. So I, I implore that you, first off, don't stop going to your mechanic to take care of your bride <laughs> because, oh, I don't know if he'll be able to fix it right away. Just please, people, especially with the holidays coming up, big holidays, right? Plan, plan, plan. And be patient. Be patient. Before we get to the next uh, story of flooding 
these, uh, well, not quite. I don't think we're going to see as many of these flooded scamsters, these vehicles yeah. like Katrina. But I want to give you guys some tips. Greg, what's shaking in the world of uh, antiquity and classic cars, man? Well, I got something that's interesting. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I know a lot of people right now are into cryptocurrency. Yeah, was it uh, El Salvador? Yeah, they're they're buying all. I kinds don't know, of things. like El Salvador stuff. So. But with the Bitcoin, the Dogecoin, the announcement that I'm now reading into, and and that's latest news is Meekum Auction is now accepting cryptocurrency to buy a classic car at their auction. Wow. I mean, I think I have a crypto account. Yeah. So it's a new thing. People will be able to buy the cars, pay it with their cryptocurrency, and drive it out the door. And this is the first auction. Uh, that I've seen accept that as a payment and they, they'll accept it online. They'll accept it in person. So it's exciting news. I actually think it's a great dimension now to their auction and it'll generate more sales because there's always those buyers that even don't want to be on the property buying a car. Now they don't have to be there and they don't even have to use cash. So it's a great thing. It's new. I'm excited to see the dynamics and how it plays out. But yeah, cryptocurrency is being accepted as classic car auctions now. It's you know, really exciting. A part of an economy is we take anything except food stamps. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I. I. They may set a trend with yeah. that. They're going to set a trend for yeah. sure. Other auctions are going to have sure. to follow. Have to follow it. You know, you wonder about the Craig Jacksons mm -hmm. uh, and the Drew Alcazar's Russo and Steel. Meekum is a big, big okay. outfit, and they've studied it and they said, "Hey, you know, folks want to pay via crypto." Yep, and they're using the. The, uh, the bank uh, BitPay, which manages all the cryptocurrency transactions. So yeah. reputable companies, you got, you know, Meekum, it's a reputable auction house. The two of them going together, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to create a lot of, uh, pull a lot of market share out of the auctions. Yeah, crypto is interesting. Uh, a lot of you do have Coinbase. Of course, Coinbase launched their IPO, publicly traded company. And like most IPO launches, I know we're not talking automotive, but let's do it you know, you'll, you'll pop mm -hmm. and then there's a head fake. People take profits, <laughs> then it, it settles in. So whatever stock pops at 50 bucks, people take profits, then it's at 25. And if you're not on the right side of that, I mean, you got to have a trading plan. That's a whole, we should do a trading show. Maybe not mechanics versus uh, traders. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. No, I think the Bitcoin thing is cool. I just, I think it's going to be, and again, I don't know, I'm not the financial analyst that way, but I would love for the vehicle. I mean, we got the technology, and I think it's coming down the road where that center stack mm -hmm. highly secures all of your information. It already does that somewhat. I mean, right. yeah, we hear exceptions of folks hacking this and that. That's a rarity. Yeah, yeah. that's that, a rarity. Never go away, but yes. But if my my Apple Pay boom is on the car and I drive through somewhere, my car does everything. That's coming. You, you can't deny it. It's definitely going to happen for sure. Yeah. I like that idea. I don't know what you guys think. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. Would you buy a car with crypto? Like, is that something you would do? Nice GTO comes up through the lane. Now, would they have crypto incentives? That's a, That's another topic I've thought of. But I mean, if I was the marketing guy in, in the Meekum right? family, I would be like, what kind of, what kind of incentives? What do they get? Do you have like a like a crypto VIP section with free drinks? <laughs> right. Or the commission is a few points less if you go crypto instead of cash. You never know. I like that idea. Yep. What's the name of the bank? Uh, BitPay. BitPay, yeah. They're the ones I've heard that handle all the transactions, and they're exclusively handling all Meekum transactions. I like Meekum. We had a good time. You yeah. guys can catch that show. We're honored to uh, interview Wade Kawasaki, CEO. 
Coker Tire? Coker Tire. He's almost at every show, right? He tours with Meekum. He's going everywhere. I've seen him pop up at every show, every auction with Meekum. He's he's nonstop this year for sure. I will say this. Yeah. If, you're a, if you're the CEO of a company, or even if you own the company, kitchen, restaurant, automotive, whatever, and you got a small team, and you're out front and center dealing with your clients, buku respect for you. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong. You could you could sit my ties on the beach as the owner of whatever. That's cool. You got good people. You got a team. But Wade Kawasaki, when I met him, he was working that booth. Yeah, and selling he's, tires. He's a leader, and he's been so for many years, and it still continues to show. Yeah, it's great watching him. Before we take break, we're bringing Sean Mathis, Miles Through Time Museum. I gotta say this, man, because I'm I'm gonna see these in the next three to six months. Flood vehicles. Yeah. Ida was real, people. Now, some of you say, well, not quite, quite Katrina, but there's going to be thousands of these vehicles, people. I have a quick tip regarding flooded vehicles right now that you can do a basic check. You're buying a used vehicle. It may come down the pipeline next two to three months. You're kicking tires. Smells nice, maybe. What do they do? Armor all, fancy it up. But this is a flood vehicle. And it may even have a washed title every state's different it happens it really I think does it, it maybe it and then the title wash title is when it's salvaged over in this state and then it's transferred to another state clean as can be clean title that means somebody's recorded breeze like what does this mean it's it's devilish and it's it's a way for scamsters to make money they'll sell you they'll pop you a vehicle and then two months later because it's got electrical issues wiper blades start working on their own <laughs> it's phantom so here's a few tips Flood vehicles, pull back the lining, the carpet, the rubber, the vinyl, whatever's in that trunk, pull it back and go down into below that carpet. You're going to see any oxidation or rust line. You'll know. You'll see it. Yeah. Floorboard, pick that up. One carpet. Thing, one thing to look out as far as auctions, when usually a car's flooded, the auction house will clean the car and they'll title or tag the car in the listing as reconditioned. Reconditioned means it's clean and looks brand new from the outside. I just want people to look out. So if I you're really not do. doing the due diligence by checking under carpet, checking in door, you know, door jams, door panels. Dig uh, up the rubber. You've got up. the rubber there on the door jams. Take it up. Uh, the window seal rubber, all of that, because they're not going to detail behind that rubber, and it takes two seconds to do that. And more importantly, get to your local garage dealer, wherever you go, spend the money, pre-purchase, inspection. We're going to see these in the garage, and hopefully I don't have any bad stories to share with you there. I just want you guys to be on the lookout. Those flooded vehicles are going to start spreading out their tentacles across the country. And the used car market right now is on fire. Yeah. We're paying a premium. $3,000 Nissan Altima, $4,200. <laughs> out the door. Honda Civic should be $2,800, $3,900. There's a premium because this is the way the economy is right now. There's a demand. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're honored to have the founder of Miles Through Time Museum. Uh, starting out a museum with one car. What a oh, man. I can't wait to have this conversation. Sean Mathis joins us. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. Don't drink coffee. I take tea, my dear. I like my toast on one side. I want my 
mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. Partsauthority.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Vision Collision, a full-service auto body repair, collision repair, and automotive paint facility in Tempe, Arizona, serving all of Greater Phoenix. Free towing, free estimates, Vision Collision, family owned and operated, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. Welcome back. Get on to WrenchNation.tv. And if you're in the market, you're looking for a nice classic ride, not sure how to buy, about how to go it, whether you're selling one or you're buying one, we've got uh, Greg Ovis with G-Z-Up.com. G-E-E-Z-Up.com. Greg, you're, you're an authority and you're a humble cat. I've not heard anybody complain about how you do business. Well, so, that's a great thing. Character is huge. It makes, it makes it last nowadays. Yes. And if you need a vehicle inspected, stop by the shop, Desert Car Care, Chandler and Dobson. And if you don't, if you're not by us, man, we're networked throughout the country and would be honored to help you find a great technician. Of course, we have our list there uh, on the website, wrenchnation.tv. Sean Mathis uh, is the founder of Miles Through Time Museum, starting off humble with one vehicle. Uh, this is a nonprofit living co-op style. And we're going to talk about the differences of a co-op and a standard. And they're based out of Clarksville, Georgia. All kinds of memorabilia, automobiles, and historical exhibits. We'd like to welcome Sean Mathis. Sean, you there? Is Sean there? Uh-oh. All right. Well, we'll try to get him Maybe connected. Uh, of course, Miles through time.com Greg when you when you go back to starting off something and this is what I'm anxious to ask Sean is like sometimes you don't know what's four years no, is going to bring you just jump in the deep end with a plan and for some people it doesn't work out but for Sean he did all that extra effort it took him a while but where he's at nowadays is just amazing and 
regarding his diecast collection, I've seen some photos of it, and it's amazing. He yeah, he's got in, over a thousand, and it's all in glass cases. I've seen photos of it, and actually, um, you know, I personally myself have a huge diecast collection. I can't even count how many I have, and I had this huge uh, collection that I wanted to donate to Sean. So last, what, actually February. Huge collection. I mean, how many are you talking about? hundred Oh, bars? no, no, no. I oh. actually, actually, a Tucker, the Tucker collection that I have, which I had probably seven or eight Tuckers. I had another 10 or 12 different scales. I had Preston Tucker memorabilia, photographs, you know, patent, the patent information that Preston Tucker submitted to patent the, the build. I had all that. And I donated it to him. So I'm glad to see that it's going to good use. And uh, I know he's still putting a lot of display cases together, but I'm I'm glad to be a part of what he has going on over there. Yeah, and that's awesome. I mean, a Muscar Sea Museum. I mean, there's a ton of great museums uh, across the board, not just automotive. One of my favorite museums out of Michigan is the Detroit Institute of the Arts. You've got, I mean, I think they've got over $2 billion. If you're ever in Detroit, I love Detroit, by the way, I I mean, that's a great city. Let's see if we got Sean Mathis. Are you there, Sean? Let's see. No. Nope. All right. We're going to keep going. Sean will be with us. We're working out the uh, the board here. But, yeah, that Detroit Institute of the Arts, man, I I was stunned. I mean, we grew up in New York City with the, with the museums and stuff. And DIA, Detroit Institute of the Arts, they, and they have a whole history of Detroit. Right. Legendary automotive, you know, history on that and it and i was stunned with the collection they have like billions of dollars worth of artwork in there yeah and you, it's one of those museums dude like you need you can't just swing by for an afternoon over a hot no. dog and popcorn you need to take time and it's go, like the disneyland you, yeah. you gotta plan maybe you're gonna be there two three days bring you know? lunch if needed <laughs> yeah bring lunch and so let's try sean is there i hear a little feedback sean are you there with us buddy I'm here. Thanks for having me. Right on. Thanks for your patience. Uh, once in a while, the batteries on our board dies out, and we have to plug it into the <laughs> store across the street. And we, you it's know, just it's like, one extension cord, though. It's like running a away. show out of Cuba or something. <laughs> Man, I'm excited to have you, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, the 59 Cadillac, every car has a story. A lot of folks listening, they have, they have their stories with their ride. But that 59 Cadillac was pivotal, not only for you, the family, but in starting this museum, I understand. Tell us the story. The the car was actually my grandpa's. Um, he bought the car new. I always refer to him as as Pop, so it's it's Pop fifty nine. Uh, I got the car in twenty fifteen after my dad called me out of the blue and asked if I wanted it because I was the only one that actually showed any interest in it. And I I never even saw that car outside in the sunlight. Uh, until it got delivered to me when I lived in North Carolina. I mean, it was always covered under the, the cover in his shed. Um, and and, I, and he, I went and tried to look at that car multiple times uh, after my grandpa passed away. Um, and it was another 10 years before my grandma then passed away, before my dad was able to give it to me in 2015. So it so sat idle. It car, sat idle for quite some wow. time. Is dad a gearhead? Your dad? He, he is, but he's more motorcycle. So okay. to him, he remembers being in that car as a kid, and it's not cool to him. Right. Yeah, 59 Cadillac. How cool. can you not? And what? it's pink. I love, yeah, pink. I mean, anything with the sweeping tail fin. So right. here it is, 10 years later, both grandma and grandpa resting in heaven. You now have an opportunity. You peel it back. What inspired Like, you wanted the car, but was it always, I'm going to start a museum initially? How'd that, how'd that go? 
Not, not at all, man. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> no, this this was the first classic car I ever actually got to drive. Um, that was that was mine. So, the very first day I got it, I stayed up all night long detailing the car. Like literally, I was finishing the wheels by the time my wife got up in the morning, and I took it to my first car show that Saturday, uh, and I was hooked. So I spent two years, almost spending every single weekend just sharing the car with people because I felt so privileged to to own it. And uh, it started to get old, spending my, my weekend out in the sun and all that. And so I was like, what if I came up with this idea where I could put my car in a climate-controlled environment and have people come to me, and then other people could do it as well? Because it's also, you know, the car is huge, so it doesn't really fit in my garage. <laughs> so I was looking for all kinds of alternatives that I could do, and I came up with this, this museum concept with every intention of doing it in 10, 20 years when I had more time and money and preferably more than just the one car. It's amazing, actually. You, you you probably inspired a few people on the way. Um, so you hit you hit the the car show circuit, and like we do in life, we can flatline. But instead of like bailing out and getting back into your Honda Civic, and life goes on, you were triggered to say, you know what, I can house this vehicle and grow a collection. Is that where the co-op? Some folks aren't familiar with a co-op style museum. Talk to us about a co-op setting. So, like, I heard you talk earlier about most of these times, it's a, you got big, giant museums like Peterson and Gilmore, major millions of dollars funding these museums. And then you've got typically old guys that have been collecting for a lifetime that have an impressive collection, and, you know, we're grateful enough for them to open it, and, and we can go see what they've collected. I don't have any of that. So I relied 100% on other people's collections to come into the, the setup that I created and share their stuff. I mean, I've got most of the vehicles on display are family heirloom cars just like mine that we've pulled out of storage units and in basements and places where they're not enjoyed, and now they are. They're climate-controlled, and, and it triggers people's memories when they see them. Yeah, and that's something to be said. I mean, I know a lot of gentlemen that have museums, and they they have stories of buying the cars, and they have stories of auctions, and they have stories of you know, where they got it, but museums like yours that actually have a story attached to each vehicle, it was a family's car or it was donated or it was in a barn 50 years, that's, I think, is a key to uh, your museum. I I just love how those dynamics make your museum stand out because every car has a true family story behind it. I think it's great. I think it makes it more relatable too. It like it's it's not a, a high dollar fancy museum. It's You come in and, and they are cars that people remember as in their childhood, you know, their dad had it, or it was their grandparents' car, or they had it when they were younger, and now they're seeing it again. And the memories that it triggers is awesome. I had a couple from South America that got married in a 59 Cadillac, identical to mine. And now they were in the museum touring, seeing mine with their daughter that was in their 30s. I let them get inside the car, because it's mine, and take pictures. And all. They started bawling from the, from the memory that that car yeah. triggered. Now, I mean, that, that's fantastic to be able to be a part of that. If you're just joining us, we got uh, founder Sean Mathis of the Miles Through Time Museum. You guys can check out Facebook Pops 1959 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. There's actually a Facebook page. I thought that was pretty cool. Pops would have been proud, Sean. He's he's looking yep. down at you. I appreciate it. You, uh, Greg Overson, studio here. You mentioned that you donated some of your. I did, uh, Sean. Uh, I met him through Facebook online. And I saw what he was doing, and I'm always a fan of supporting those type of ventures. Um, even though I didn't donate real cars, 
Uh, I have a huge diecast collection. I reached out to Sean. I'm like, Sean, you know, I got this a part of this collection I want you to have. And he welcomed it. And uh, I'm glad to be a part of it, Sean. So thanks for letting me be a part of that on that level. Absolutely, man. Yeah, right. you're, uh, the Tuckers are awesome. Are they? I'm glad everyone's getting to see them now. You know, you just yeah. never know. I mean, you get fans of so, so many different platforms. Um, you're under 10,000 square feet. Um, you've got about 40 vehicles in there now. Yeah, we average around 40 full-size, and I say full-size because we actually have a couple of full-size all-wood replica cars as well. Wow. I did not know that. All right, so yeah. let's get let's get into the trenches because this this just like like you're painting a beautiful picture. I want to know that evening that cracked you, that said, "You know what, man, this is becoming too much, too challenging." What were what were I mean, what are the challenges in opening a museum? Uh, everything. (laughs) I I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, not, not at all. I mean, other than I am a car guy through and throughout and always have been my entire life. I have no idea what it, what it takes to actually run a museum. I mean, I only had my car for two years before I even started my officer time. So I didn't even have a whole lot of experience with that car. Uh, so it took a lot of research. Wow. So how'd you overcome some of those challenges that well i mean let's just paint a picture you you, you yeah. open you opened up you got a few cars you're excited and the roof starts leaking i mean right. it was anything like that because now you've got this collection you've got to take care of the collection um what did you do for the edifice the building if i can ask that i mean it was that a challenge uh, you know originally what it was was i met a guy that had an old ford dealership and uh, he actually remodeled the whole building after meeting me um and I uh, brought some of his cars in, so I didn't actually have to do anything with the building. It wound up being good enough. Um, and I just, I, we, my wife has a marketing company, so she created the logo for us, got us a website, got all the business stuff taken care of. And then I just started putting it out there. And it was, it's in a small town, and, and people just started coming in going, hey, what's this all about? And, and one person led to another, and I started collecting cars. And initially, to, to have more vehicles on display, I offered consignment and storage. And that helped get a few more cars to display as well. But after the first three years, I, I ended that and moved the museum to a new location. And, and that's when I turned it into the full-blown 501c3 nonprofit. Miles Through Time, a nonprofit co-op-style living automobile museum. If you guys are in Clarksville, Georgia, in fact, it's worth a ride anywhere yeah. in the country, really, if you're traveling. A lot of you are RVing, you're getting away, you still don't want to fly. Hit the museum, milesthroughtime.com. Uh, we want to put you on hold just briefly. I'd love to talk about your champion, your partner, Truett Phillips, who's the curator. He's been side-by-side as a volunteer for the museum. I want you to hang tight. We've got Sean Mathis coming back at you, Ranch Nation. 52% of the population family are women. We love you, ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Charity partner Tech Force Foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. 
Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back. Greg Ogusa, G's up, and Frank hanging out with you, Wrench Nation. We appreciate hearing from you guys, especially our podcast family. Keep the comments coming if you have any show topics. And we got mics waiting for you guys. If you have any automotive stories, uh, we'd love to share that with you. We also want to share out, please, people, Instagram, if you're listening to this on the replay, get to Miles Through Time, Sean Mathis. Uh, has over 100 years of automotive history on display. And, of course, you can check that out, milesthroughtime.com. Sean Mathis, are you there? I am. Thanks for hanging in the wings. Uh, We can't, you know, in life, you don't build, like, I guess I can say this, Greg, you don't build solo. I mean, some of you are just solopreneurs. You build on your own. But there's somebody or something as a team, and your teammate, one of them, Side-by-side, Truett Phillips is a curator of the museum. Tell us about Truett and how you met and his passion for the museum. Yeah, man, uh, Truett Phillips, I met him through the museum very early on when I first started. And uh, he had a couple of Model A's and and a cool old 73 Roadrunner, and he just completely embraced the entire concept and uh, brought his cars in, started hanging out with me. Uh, volunteered for a bunch of stuff. He actually wound up building an entire replica uh, service center in the original location. And uh, he was never officially a part of the museum, just a guy that had cars in there and and liked to hang out, which is what I wanted everybody to be able to do. But he really took it to heart. And when I moved the museum to the new location, I, I changed everything and made it a nonprofit. And when I did that, I made him one of the executive directors and made him completely official uh, as a part of the museum. And he went in there, and he's built an entire replica town, uh, a replica of the first Phillips 66 gas station, a fountain shop. I mean, and we've got a list of new exhibits that we'll wind up building as well. And it's all because of him. It's pretty awesome. What do you see a demand for uh, as folks come through? I'm sure you, whether it's verbatim or you have, hey, what would you like to see? Fill this out. What are you seeing that folks want you to incorporate what ideas are you seeing possibly for the future? You know, it, it's always funny because I'll, I'll get somebody that walks in and they'll walk right past the Model T's and past the Model A's, and they're like, where's your muscle cars? And I'll show them the couple that we got, and, and that's all they're interested in. The next one comes in, and they'll spend an hour just looking at the Model T's and the Model A's. Like it's, Everybody's got such different tastes. I mean, we've got uh, co- the Ed Bullion's Cannonball collection in there. So we've got his three Cannonball cars in there. 
And a lot of the, the guys that aren't familiar with it walk in there like, what are these cars doing in here? But some of the younger guys or people that are familiar with it, they beeline to those cars and absolutely love those. It just Everybody has so much different taste. I, I really try to just completely diversify it, and it helps that it's not my collection. It's a collection of people's stuff. So it, I don't know what will be on display until it rolls through the doors. MilesThroughTime.com, where the pedal meets the past. Uh, I got to ask you, Greg, I know you've got a question in studio, but real quick, what about future classics? I mean, do you get, like my daughter's 12. She's into cars. My oldest is into cars as well. And they're, you know, 12 to 24 age. They can appreciate a Model A, but they may want like a early 80s Supra <laughs> or an old Z, 280Z. Um, do you find that some of our younger community want some of the future classics on display? And how's that look? They do, and I'm in the same boat. I, I like them all, but, you know, I've also got a 91Z on display. I've got a, a 94 Ford Gia Arioso concept car, the only one in the world. We've got a, a CL55 AMG Mercedes. Uh, it, it it all, you know, my, my goal is to get a DeLorean, you know, that, because that hits for my childhood. And that's the thing is I see people come in. And they want those memories triggered to what their childhood is. And people get old, and younger people get older. So to keep that progression going is, is important. That's a key word, triggered. Because when, you, when those family members, or even myself, you trigger that memory, then that makes it exciting. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, th- I just thought of this. Maybe I can get away with this. It's like your spouse triggering. It's like a good song triggering. And it is definitely... That car associated with how you grew up. A memory. Absolutely. And and that's why I think, like, you hear about it in the news. The robots are coming and cars will drive you. We had, I always, I'm a broken record when I say this, but I thought it was a great show. New York City Traffic Commissioner, who has a book, Gridlock Sam, No One Behind the Wheel, he's predicting mid-century we'll be arrested for driving. I mean, that's bananas. I'll be in jail every day. But here's Sean. Right. Sean is kicking it with the museum, and a great part of that is not only the memories, but triggering the future. And then that's, like, for what you're doing with all the things that you can do, even in the automotive realm, kudos to you, man. And, and you know, there are great museums across the country. You mentioned the Peterson, and, and they're all great. But, man. Greg, I can't wait to get to Miles Through Time out yeah, here in Georgia. I, I'm going to be in North Carolina at the end of the month. I don't know. I may take a drive. You need to. <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> you know. So, hey, Sean, I wanted to ask you about your museum uh, sheet that has all the museums nationwide that you're putting together. How's that coming? So when I was, I was doing research for figuring out how to create a museum, I wound up researching other car museums in the country and instead of just letting that knowledge go to waste i compiled it all and organized it by state by name by region type and by map so you can go to automotivemuseumguide.com and see every single car museum in north america there's over 300 of them wow that takes some doing and that's on the website uh we just got there automotivemuseumguide.com and you did alphabetically from A to Z, which is really cool. And it's a quick, you're, you're on your phone. Of course, you're not driving. If you're traveling, heck yeah. Yeah, might pull, as well. Pull in a museum. Wow, what a yeah. great idea to be on the road with a map of all the museums. It's, a, oh. it's like a referral network. I love that. We need love that. It. It's great. Well, the point, the point was when I was, the first three years that the museum was open, it's because I was there. 
And I found that the people that were coming into to my little museum would go to other museums. They just needed to know about them. And so I wanted, I had the resources to create something like that. And so I wanted to help keep other car museums open because they're all unique and cool and, and worth a visit. Yeah, you're doing it. I was just looking at the state of Arizona. You've done a good job. The website moves and grooves. Uh, we just have to make sure, since we're talking about Martin Auto Museum, Is Dale Martin, um, I'm looking, but it, that's not important now. What you did is awesome because it's just a straight, easy guide for folks just about in every state. Yeah, and see, like like Sean said, people don't know about them. Once they know about them, they're going to go. So I, it's a great tool. I love zoos, man, but you need to go to the car museums, people. <laughs> if you've got If you've got the zoo on the list... Put the car museum on the list. So, hey, Sean, you got to give me a little bit more insight on how you uh, received that Ford concept car. I saw a few pictures of it, but how did you get your hands on that? So there, there's a sister car. The, the one I have is the only one in the world, but there's the sister car that went up for sale on Bring a Trailer in December of last year. And the guy that owns the Arioso that I have, he saw that, and he's like, oh, I got one. I got the other one sitting in a storage unit. And so he came to my big annual car show in June and let us know. He actually talked to Truett and said, hey, I got this concept car. I want to donate it to you guys wow. and get it out of my storage unit. A couple, uh, couple weeks later, he wound up bringing it, and, and now we have it on display. And it was just because it, was, it wasn't being seen. It was in a storage unit. I mean, and it deserves to be seen. It's, it's, right now it's not that crazy, but 94, like the full glass roof and everything, that was, that was insane in 94. Yeah, that was innovative for sure at that time. Man, what a right. great find. I love stories like that. And I'm sure, I'm um, just kind of perusing, you guys can check that out while we're discussing it. Um, get on to, can you can you make sure I got the Instagram? I want folks to kind of peruse while we're talking about it. Give us your form. What's the Instagram? Is it Miles Through Time Automotive? Yep, just Miles Through Time. Simple as that. You guys uh, follow that page, and you've got a ton of stuff of all ages, a cross-section, uh, before we talk about some of the great, look, automotive people, we're charitable. You guys know that. We raise money. When they need money, they bring automotive people out. Yep. They're not calling you plumbers. Sean actually has a great story about. They're not calling electricians. Raising money for that fire truck. Well, we're going to get to that. There but what go. I what I want to talk about, because I just saw it, uh, Sean, you got, a, you got a little choo-choo train in that with some tracks. Tell us about the train. I like trains. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the train is pretty neat. It's uh, it's actually a half scale all wood version of the General, which is famous from the old Disney movie, The Great Locomotive Chase. And it, I mean, it it is complete down to every little detail. It, it's pretty awesome. And it was done by a guy named Gary Russet, who also built six full size wooden cars. And currently, we have two of those on display as well. Wow. Another thing about museums, um, very library-like in history. Sean, at the Miles Through Time, literally has a library of car sale car sales books. I'm looking right now on your Instagram. Yeah. It's the 1978 Oldsmobile Sales Handbook. <laughs> those, those are pretty neat. The, a guy just donated all those to the museum. Because, again, what is he going to do with them where, you know, somebody can come in there and peruse through those and yeah. go, I, I should have got that car when it was new. You got a ton of these handbooks, and I and I just think the Rotter's Journal. You got a ton of those magazines, but I've never seen a sales like you'd have to have somebody in the family to like see that yeah. because you can't even get that at like the dealerships as part of the. I don't. I've never seen a dealer. So let me ask you something. 
What is in a nineteen seventy eight Oldsmobile sales handbook? I mean, have you it, perused it, through it's a got, like all the color codes and all the options? It's actually pretty neat. Like especially if you had one of those cars, it's really neat. Hey, by the way, do you still have that cutlass for sale? No, the uh, the cutlass Sold actually it. went to another car museum. Did it really? Oh, it well, did. I'm glad to hear that because that was a time capsule for sure. Yep. Yep. And I did I did some work with the Phoenix Art Museum. They had the big, uh, which was a big deal. I was honored to do that, and they had the big tour collection. Mm-hmm. Some of the uh, going back to IndyCar's history. They had quite the collection. In fact, the Peterson was scratching their head saying, "How did they pull that off?" <laughs> People don't realize. To assemble, now I get it, you're co-op, you've got people, hey, can I showcase my car? But is there a particular vehicle or series of uh, vehicles in a collection that you would really like to have that eludes you? I mean, what, what, are, you, what are you chasing now, maybe? Right, right now I am chasing a DeLorean. <laughs> I, I know exactly where one is locally that's rotting in the shed. And, uh, I, man, I want to get that my hands on that. Just I don't even need it to run. I, I had multiple people volunteer to detail the car for their for their businesses and just have it on display. You said detail, it, the DeLorean. What do you get, like a, the Brillo pad for that's that car, right? right? <laughs> yeah. uh, it, the, the car's covered in bird poop, man. It, it, who knows what its real condition is, and it just it, it kills me to see it. Greg, it's you know people. Now I think about it. Mr. Ovist here with G'sUp.com. You know people. I say we get in there and help Sean. Oh, Let's yeah. get this DeLorean. I, I, I hate hearing cars sitting abandoned like that or, or people not sharing them. That's one that needs to be out, needs to be cleaned. Hey, Sean, uh, don't, stay, don't go far away from that one. Stay close to that one. I will. Yeah, for sure. So you got to. Sean, we're making dreams come true, baby. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, Sean, you got to tell me the story how you received some donations from the Peterson. Yeah, that uh, that actually happened. I'm a part of the the National Automotive Automotive Museum uh, group, and uh, I had just gotten my 501c3 done, so I qualified for it and found out Peterson was actually giving away five or six of their vehicles to other car museums that they no longer needed anymore. And uh, so I instantly applied. I was like, I'll take whatever they want to give me. And uh, I, I went down and, and picked the top three, and I wound up getting the second choice, which is uh, Hot Rod Magazine's uh, go-kart that they had on display, which is pretty oh, neat. Cool. You know, you mentioned DeLorean, and I forget how many shows we've got. We actually interviewed, I think he was employee number seven of the DeLorean factory back in the day employee number 16 tells all he came out with the book the delorean story the car the people the scandal and he ended up marrying employee number like 28 <laughs> so That's awesome. you guys that was way back that was well june 22nd 2019 was oh, wow. our little delorean but i'm serious greg we need to pull some uh, desert muscle yeah. and try to help him get this yeah, DeLorean. Is, it, is this is this delorean even available for sale or is it just someone asking a ridiculous price uh, so far, he's yet to to uh, give me a price. Got it. Oh, uh, he's thinking on it. Yeah, for forty years, he, he'll he's saying I, I'll work on it next year. You know what? Just uh, tell him we have a lot of young children. Yeah. You know, you got to milk milk that story, man, to get the car. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, no, the DeLorean. It's amazing. Uh, and 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 they're. I, I love my DeLorean people. They're, they're a mm-hmm. certain crowd. Um, we've had out in Newport and Malibu. Some of the car shows out there in California, there's a huge contingent of folks with all kinds of eclectics, including that DeLorean. So you're doing car shows as a way. Was that a great marketing tool to get the word out? How did you market this museum 
from launch, you said your wife was involved. She's a she's a talented marketer. How did you start this up, if I can ask, marketing wise? Uh, usually, it's through social media. Um, that that is where I get most of all the the people that find out about the museum is through social media. Because you got to remember, the first three years, I was a prison of my own creation. I was at the museum, so I couldn't go to car shows. I couldn't do anything outside of of actually being at the museum. So it's like Facebook has been huge to get people to know that the museum's there, and then and you know coming on radio shows like this and just meeting people slowly over time, whether they're you know they come into the museum and then I go somewhere else. I mean it's just it's a it's a snowball effect that takes time really. Yeah, and and through social media is how you and I connect. Well, yeah, that's so, all. That's a yeah, whole. I mean, there's thing. that's the that's the benefit it of is. social media that way. Milesthroughtime.com, and of course, get on all social media. We're going to keep Sean hanging in the wings. We're going to take a quick break, but we do want to talk about some of the awesome charitable that the museum has got going on. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. Ranch Nation, uh, Greg Ovis with G's Up, G-E-E-Z-Up.com in studio. Frank here hanging out with you. And, of course, Susie Sockets. We're hopeful that she's back next week. WrenchNation.tv. We've got the founder of Miles Through Time Museum, Sean Mathis. Welcome back, partner. Hey. Yeah, so uh, I, I mentioned it, and I get passionate nuts because we, well, shoot, we raised 20,000 pounds of food during COVID out of our out of our garage. And many of my peers, you're doing the same Tell us about the charitable of what you're doing out of the museum. You know, I, I realize that not everybody wants to give money for old cars, and I get that. Um, but because of the platform I've created, I wanted to be able to do more than that. Um, so I've, I've done a few things. Uh, last year, I actually uh, did a Guinness World Record with Tesla and uh, raised over ten grand to help combat uh, human trafficking with Operation Underground Railroad. Wow. Um, Dude, stop actually, right there. Yeah, Whoa, that's stop right there. That's respectable. I mean, so what was the trigger for that? What is? What was that? What What's going on there? Because you don't hear yeah. about, like, child trafficking and some sort of automotive-related. Tell us about that. 
it, it was one of those things where, again, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on going and, and like trying to figure out how to do a Guinness record. I just kind of went for it, and then I was like, I I don't want to I don't want to do a record and get all these cars and all that if we don't do it for something that means something. Uh, and I didn't want to go with anything that could possibly mis- be misconstrued as political or have an opinion or anything like that. Or have a PR and, and right. no passion or heart behind what's been done. I mean, we see some of that out there. Right. And my, my wife actually, um, she follows the guy that, that uh, started underground Operation Underground Railroad. And she's like, well, why don't we do it for him uh, and his organization? So I said, that's, <laughs> that's what we'll do. And uh, we spent a few months. Uh, promoting the whole show and then leading up to the actual uh, uh, parade event and raised over 10 grand. So it was pretty awesome. Could you give us the the information again? Um, And and specifically, what record did you break? Was it raising the money or what was the record that was broken? Help us with that. It was the longest parade of Teslas. So the the world record. All right. right, Tell us more about that. How How, many, how how many, many, how many Teslas? Uh, there, the record was, uh, and I can look it up to help you 185 and we had 340 Teslas. Whoa. Whoa. How'd you dude? how you pull off? I mean, and why wasn't Elon Musk there? Darn it. To with double, tr- tri- triple the, with the truck with it. Yeah. 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 He wouldn't return my calls. Oh gosh. He's not returning our calls either. We Slacker. want him on the show, <laughs> man. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that was even a thing. Yeah, yeah, there's actually there's a bunch of them. There's a, another a few people have done it since me. BMW just did it. Okay. Uh, there's a local one that they're doing for Mercedes right now, or on on Saturday, this Saturday here locally. You mentioned before the break, and this really triggered us in studio because we can all we can relate, man. Prison of my creation. How do you how do you get out of that? Sometimes we get like bottlenecked and tunnel vision. We're so knee deep. We just painted that wall a hundred times. We forget the roof is right above us and that needs attention. Sort of the prison of my creation. Who helped you? Who was your, who was, I mean, I, I know you got Truett Phillips out there. Your wife's a great, how did you get out of that and get back in a high altitude approach about this whole function? Uh, it, it, it's hard, man. Um, but really, it's it's getting the more people that have gotten involved with just wanting to be a part of the museum, whether it's putting their cars on display or having something else or just their time, uh, that part of the museum has, has grown quite a bit. There, there's a good handful of people that want to be a part of it and want to help. And so I just I have to let them. And that's really the hardest thing is, you know, giving up some of the rain to, to but I have to because I can't do it all. And I, I really need these people's help, and it's fantastic that they actually want to help me. Yeah, there's a lot of fist bumping in the studio, man. It's like anything you do, I think the worst thing we can do as part of that whole prison prison of my creation phrase is, and, and I find that a lot of business owners, upper management, it, it can happen. They're doing everything. They just need to slow down, let other people jump in and help them. They, they don't have all the answers, and that that gave you renewed blood in life and, and invigorated you because you probably could have burned out easy. I, I actually uh, was planning on closing the museum in 2019 because I couldn't handle it anymore and uh, wound up having the opportunity to move it inside of an antique mall and it was perfect timing and it's it's turned out to be the best thing that ever could have happened. 
I was going to ask you real quick before we dive into some more of your website. COVID hit a lot of us hard, man. We we had we like like nothing else before. We were just sidelined. We were fortunate in the industry. We're considered we can stay open kind of thing, keep transportation running, that sort of thing. Did COVID affect, uh, I mean, obviously it affected the traffic in the museum. Was that the trigger for you to say, man, I don't know if I can make it through this? It was actually before. We actually were in the process of building the new museum when all this COVID stuff happened. So it actually delayed us from being able to open uh, at the original date that I had planned. Um, but I'm in Georgia, so the governor shut it down for, I think, 10 days, and that was it. So we've been able to, to remain open, and everything's a hands-off, uh, you know, self-guided tour with tons of space or a route to you know, walk around. So we've been able to stay open the whole time. And, and honestly, the, that last year in, in 2020 was a, a better year than the first three years combined. Wow. We got to get out there, Mr. Ovist. Yeah, we ha- we have to. You know, we we try to tap coast to coast on the Wrench Nation, <laughs> but we certainly want you listening. Please, uh, Georgia area, give us the pertinence whereabouts. I know it's Clarksdale, right? Whereabouts in Georgia? Clarksdale, rather. Yeah, is is uh, an hour and a half away from the heart of Atlanta, northeast. It's nothing time wise, right? No, no. I mean, you could fly into Atlanta, see the museum, check out a bunch of other stuff, and go back to the airport and fly out on the same day if you really wanted to. Before we disconnect, do you have anybody specifically you'd love to give a shout-out to right now on the radio? Because we got a, we got millions of people, maybe, listening. <laughs> do your shout-outs, baby. My, my wife, Tori Mathis. Uh, without her, there would be no museum. There'd be no automotive museum guide. There, I mean, there. There wouldn't be anything that it looks like I created it. it there wouldn't be without her. Well said. Yeah. The strong women in our life, man. They keep us sane and upright and our backs propped up, man, because it sounds like you went through some spells. So that's awesome. Sean Mathis, founder of MilesThroughTime.com. Please get onto uh, the website there, show some love and support, as well as social media, Instagram. And, gosh, we love keeping up. Give us Pops. What is the Facebook for Pops? 49. Uh, 59. Uh, 1959 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Get on there. You, you follow the Coupe de Ville. Any, before, actually, i got to ask you, any, any surprises with the Coupe de Ville that you can share with us? Are you going to touch up the paint? What, what, or just, is it happy right now? It's good right now. The only thing I did was put white wall tires on it. Yeah, and baby. Love some the white cokers, walls. Some cooker white walls. Everybody needs some white walls in their life. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Sean, it was an honor to have you on. Thank you so much. And as we tell everybody on the show, if you are outside of summer uh, in the Phoenix neighborhood, our garage is your garage. We'd love to have you as a guest and tour you of our place and know that you've got folks out here in the Southwest. Absolutely. That's the plan. Yeah, great chatting with you, Sean. Glad to catch up. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, great show. I mean, that's how you do it. You guys listening, you think you're going to give up because you got something teensy-wincy started small. That is the journey. That is the journey. My daughter yesterday, and I got to say this, I got to share this with you. A lot of your kids, they didn't make the A team. They didn't even make the B team. They made the C team. They come home crying. They started really small. There's a reason for everything. Don't give up. And Sean Mathis has just explained that story, and that's a wonderful story to share. Yeah, imagine if he gave up when he was feeling like he should. 
He would have lost that. He would have been done. What, yeah. what, what, what would he be? He wouldn't have had the Tesla 380 cars. Why wasn't yeah. Elon Musk First there? That's what I'm saying. pays off. <laughs> right on. Always enjoy having you guys. Check out the podcast and our KFNX family. Thank you so much. As I tell you every week, be safe. Hug each other. And never forget to hug a mechanic. It could be a spoon full of diamonds. Just a little spoon of your precious love.